0: I'm going to be reading to you um, from the book of Habakkuk. Hey Amen. That's a it's kind of like a hard verse to or a hard name to say. Um, <laughs> I, I'm thinking if I had a son, would I name him Habakkuk? <laughs> Probably not. Hey Amen. But um, return, return with me to the book of Habakkuk, chapter number two. Hey Amen. Uh, pray it won't be before you very long. We're going we're gonna to get this word, get them out of here, and and enjoy the rest of my birthday celebration. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah! Amen. Thank the Lord. This is my born day. Amen. Amen. I'm I'm 43. I'm I, you know I may look a little older. I may look a little younger to some, but um, but I'm here. Yes, Amen. Amen. But I'm here, and I thank God just for the opportunity. Once you have it, um, just stand on your feet just to signify that you have it. Habakkuk. Chapter number two. If you have to use the index, go ahead and use it. Amen. It's in the Old Testament, somewhere after Amos and Nahum and all them, all the minor prophets, all them boys that did something for the kingdom of God. Amen. Habakkuk chapter number two. I'm still giving you time. Go ahead. This is this is one of the ones that we we we. Um, skim on it, but we don't really read it too much, but um, we're going to read it a little bit today, and this uh, book has fell on me to, to expound on it a little bit, so I'm going to just take a snippet from Habakkuk, and, and um, we're going to move this train a little forward. Amen. Amen. Habakkuk chapter 2, uh, verse number 2. I'm going to read it from the New King James Version. It says, Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets, that he may run who reads it, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we do thank you, Lord, for your word. Your word is yet a light unto our path. Hallelujah, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you for who you are, God. We pray that you illuminate our path on today. We pray, Lord, that, that we be able to do what it is you desire us to do and you get all the glory, all the honor and praise. We pray that we be bettered once we leave here. Hallelujah. We want to be more excited about you and, and the things that you have for us, Lord. Father, we bless and glorify you. We magnify you, God, even now. In the name of Jesus, do we pray. and We thank you, Lord God. Amen. Before you take your seats, look at somebody and say, I need a vision. Come on, look at somebody else. Say, I need a vision. Okay, you may have your seats. Amen. It's not like a, 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 um, a desire, but it's a need. It's kind of like water. It's kind of like breathing and oxygen and air. You need, I, I need a vision. It's not, it's, it's no, you know, if you have one, it's okay. If you don't have one, oh, it's okay too. No, you need a vision. You don't have no vision. You ain't going nowhere. Amen. You ain't going nowhere. Amen. No vision, nowhere. But baby, could you hand me that um, blindfold right quick? I, I got a little il- illustration for you. Amen. You want to come up? Okay, she said, since it's my birthday, she she's going she gonna to help me out today. She said, since it's your birthday, I'll help you out, because you know, normally, uh, uh, no. amen, I'm about to, oh, Lord I'm about to you blindfold me. you just a little bit. <laughs> Amen. Amen. This ain't, this ain't nothing. <laughs> Amen. So you got it? All right. Yeah, he said go into to the house. He'll meet you there tonight. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm going to, I'm going to do oh something. Oh, Lord, you know I hate this. Huh? I'm going to do something a little bit. Uh-huh. You see, you see, 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 first thing she said is that she she hates this, you know, because it's lack of control, uh-huh, uh-huh. right? So it's a little fear and apprehension that comes to you, especially when you have no vision um, and give you a little, give you a little direction. Um, but can you go to the car? I want you to go to the car. Okay. All right, and she's making her way. All right, she's doing a whole bunch of stuff. For, for you who probably can't see and just listening to it, she is she's blindfolded, but she is making her way. She's, yeah, she, she, she's asking. <laughs> she's t- uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. I need a vision mm-hmm 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 uh-huh okay and then and then one thing you understand, one thing, you know, that a person without a vision, they waste a whole lot of time. No, uh-uh. um, person, a person without a vision, they usually get hurt. When you got no vision, you usually get hurt. Things happen when you don't have a vision. And and the first thing that she said is, you know, I don't like this. Um, your your trust is challenged when you don't have vision and you're a little apprehensive a little fearful when you don't have vision okay you can take it off baby thank you so you you so good oh man you man what's this oh god have a record this day <laughs> Habakkuk is a very interesting book, which takes place during a time when God's people, especially God's leaders, acted corruptly and needed chastening or needed, um, you know, disciplining and needed, you know, a little tapping on the hip. One important early takeaway from this lesson is. Just because God uses an unjust person. Because, because in Habakkuk it, it 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 um it um says that 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 during this time um, Habakkuk he was he was angry and a little frustrated and, and a little angry because because these guys they were they were um, doing things and they shouldn't be doing things and then and then God said he was gonna use some even more corrupt people to even deal with those people. So just because God uses an unjust person to carry out his judgment, this is one early takeaway, doesn't mean God endorses the unjust person and their lifestyle. Just because God uses someone to, to fulfill his will and to, and to pronounce judgment on someone, don't mean he endorses that person that he sent to do that thing. The unjust is there to carry out the will of the Lord because God himself cannot do wrong, but can allow it. However, with this type of thinking and doing, Habakkuk was disturbed because he couldn't understand a holy God using an evil person to correct his people who have become evil. He couldn't understand that. In Habakkuk's eyes, it was like using a person hooked on drugs to deliver a message of deliverance to a people strung out on drugs. It it just don't make no sense. How can you use someone who's in fornication to preach a message of deliverance from fornication? You you know, you you see how we think? We're like, "I, I don't see how. Back in the day, the older saints used to say, Don't question God. That was their favorite line, don't you question God. But, But Habakkuk did the very opposite. He was furious at what he saw, and he questioned God. Listen, it's okay to question God just as long as you're ready for the answer from God. It's okay to question God just as long as you're ready for what he has to say when he gives you the answer. It wasn't until Habakkuk was angry at where he was. Listen to this. It wasn't until Habakkuk was angry at where he was. You see, when when I was blindfolding Joe, Joe wasn't angry enough, but she did want to have vision and see. She said, can I take it off now? (laughs) She was frustrated at her present situation and the uncomfortableness of it. So it wasn't until Habakkuk was angry at where he was at and what was happening that then he got a vision from God. How many know that it's not until you get angry about a thing, you won't change. Until you get a a little frustrated about a thing, you won't change. If that thing is still good to you, guess what? Maybe you ain't changing. But when you get frustrated about it, I'm tired of being where I am then change will start to happen. It's not until we've gotten so fed up with where we are that we'll finally get a vision. We'll finally get insight and foresight of where we need to be. We have to get to the point we say, I'm not going another step like this. See, Josephette needed to get to the point where she's saying, I'm not going another step like this. It's taking so much time, and I'm hitting stuff, hurting myself, and, and 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 fumbling, and doing a whole bunch of things that I need not to do. I'm tired of where I am. Until we get tired of where we are, we ain't going nowhere. We won't get a vision. I'm blind. <laughs> I'm hurting. I've wasted time, and the truth be told, I'm scared. Unless I have a vision, all this that I'm going through and all that I have been through was for nothing. (laughs) Just like Habakkuk, in order for this to make sense, all of this what I've been going through, in order for this to make sense, I need a vision. I need to see further than my situation. That's, an, that's that's the only way that this stuff right here is going to make sense. Julian Burke, the author of Success Secrets, The Importance of Having a Vision, says this. He says, A vision is a picture or idea you have in your mind of yourself, your business or anything that is going to happen. A clear vision helps you stay focused and pursue dreams. Julian then says, If you don't have a vision of who you want to be, how you want to succeed or what you want out of life, you begin to lack drive and your life becomes just an order of events. I don't know about you, but I'm but I'm tired of tired of going through the motions and and the order of events day after day. After day, some of us, we can put you on autopilot and 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 we can say, okay, this is what happens. We wake up, we brush our teeth, we wash our face, say, say our little prayer, eat a breakfast and and go to work and come back and eat your eat your dinner, kiss your wife and go to bed and boom, start all over again. But nothing has happened. Nothing has been impacted by your presence. I need a vision. Something has got to change. I can't keep living life like this. Something has got to change. The man in the Bible, in the book of um, John, John chapter five, you can turn there. John chapter five, the Bible says the man, he was at the pool of Bethesda for 38 years. Everyone most of us pretty much know this biblical account. If you, if you don't, I'll catch you up to speed. In, in, in the book of St. John, chapter 5, verse, verses 1 through 8, it says, Now there is in Jerusalem, near the Sheep Gate, a pool. And it says that um, it's called Bethesda, and which is surrounded by five porches. Here a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One who was there had been invalid for or he has been, you know, there for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there um, and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? So the question to us is, do we want to get a vision? Do we want to go forward or do we want to just stay where we are? So uh, he says, sir, uh, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Okay. Okay. In verse number seven, the problem is not that there wasn't a stirring those 38 years. The problem is the man had no vision to get to the stirring. Oh, come on here. All those 38 years, things were happening. God was moving, but he had no vision to get to the moving. God help us get vision to be able to get to the moving we are so similar to this man because God has been stirring things up around us for years but we haven't had the vision to jump in God has been stirring up in you a business for years you haven't had the courage to jump in God has been stirring up ministry in you for years, but you don't have the courage, the strength, or the vision to jump in. God has been doing all sorts of things and giving you all sorts of hints and clues about your life, but you haven't had the vision to jump in. We are all blind when we have no vision. But vision, put this on again. Thank you, Lord. See, I might as well use the the, all I can now. I might as well. All right. She said, messing up her hair. But vision is a guide to the blind. Vision takes you where you need to go without a lot of wasted time. Because Vision is her guide. Vision gets her where she needs to go because vision will take her there. thing about it is she's still a little apprehensive and still a little scared. But guess what? When vision's her guide, she can move at a little rapid pace. She's not going to bump and stumble over things and and fall. But the only way that something's going to happen is she lose sight of vision. She lose sight of vision She's going to get hurt. The thing about it is, don't lose sight of vision. Once you have vision, don't allow the enemy to deter you from what God has placed in your belly. God has placed in your belly things. You're supposed to be more than where you are, more than who you are right now. But we've allowed the enemy to deter us from vision. So we let it go because of trials that come our way. Well, it feels a little hotter. I'm a little uncomfortable. But guess what? Grab hold of vision and say, okay, well, I got to go ahead on. You have to continue to move with vision. As long as vision is your guide, you'll make it to the place you're supposed to be at. You'll make it there. But you have to have vision as your guide or or else you're going to stay here. Thank you, baby. When you have no vision, these four things inevitably happen. And I I want you just to write these down if you can. And I touched on them a little bit. I got about 10 more minutes. I'm going to wrap you up. It says, when you have no vision, your trust is challenged. That's the first thing. Abraham, in Genesis chapter 12. (laughs) How many know Abraham's trust was challenged? Because God told him what? Genesis chapter 12, he said, I want you to go to a place I will show you of. Leave all of your kindred, all of the people that you know, all of your family members that you, that you know, and I want you to go to a place I was sure, you know, because listen, he didn't really have a clear vision at that time, you know, so his trust is, guess what, challenged at that time. Man, am I really, should, should I? Oh. Imagine you being in that place, and God said, I want you just to go there. My trust is being challenged on this one. Because when she's blindfolded and I say, baby, go. Go where? <laughs> you know, <laughs> she's going to say, go where? Just go. I'm going to let you know once you go. Your trust is being challenged. So, so the first thing is when you don't have a vision, your trust is challenged. Your trust is like, wait a minute now. Should I go or should I stay? And the thing about it is, is if, if he would have stayed, he's the father of faith, isn't he? If he would have stayed, oh my goodness. Yeah, you know, God would have had to use somebody else. But guess what? The whole, the whole thing would have been changed. The thing about it is, is some of us have been staying and not going. And God told you to go. And I'm going I'm to prove myself once you go. Vision is going to be unfolded once you go. I understand God says that your trust is being challenged during this process, but I still say go. The next thing is, when you have no vision, you waste a lot of time. There's a whole lot of time that's being wasted. You know, we're going to be in this same place next year. As we are right now, we have no vision. You got to have mm, not just a church vision. You got to have your own personal vision. If you don't have no personal vision, your professional vision, your, your family vision, you know, you got to have that. If you don't have that, whatever you don't have, listen, say this with me. Say, whatever I don't have a vision for, I shouldn't expect anything from it. That's every part of your life, your family. You have no vision for your family? Don't expect it to go nowhere. You have no um, vision for your relationship with your spouse? Don't expect it to go nowhere. Oh, shut your mouth. Yes. (laughs) And then we wonder why our relationship has gotten stale. Because we have no vision. And if you like my wife, you need to have a vision. (laughs) <laughs> this brother here need to have a vision where we're we going, what we're we doing. <laughs> well, what time are we are gonna be there? You know, <laughs> I got one of them. <laughs> but that's my baby. No, but the thing about it is, is she keeps me on my toes and keeps me in, the, in God's face. I need to be in God's face in order to get a vision from Him for for my relationship, for my family, for my professional life. Um, you waste a lot of time. That's the one I was on. When you have no vision, you waste a lot of time. So Second Kings, <clears throat> chapter five. I'm not going to read it to you. I'm just going to summarize it a little bit. Chapter five, verses one through fourteen. It talks about Naaman. He was he was like a warrior, you know, you know, in the guard and everything. And he and he came about and had leprosy. And then um, somebody in the camp, you know, said, "Hey, there's you know, if you go to you know the Israelites, there was a prophet there, you know, that's going to be able to." Help, help, help your boy out, you know. So then he was like, Okay, well, let me go on there. So then he went there and then and then Elijah said, I want you to go and dip yourself seven times in Jordan. He's like, What? Yeah. You know, it's like <clears throat> it's like somebody telling you, Well, I want you to go, um, you know, take you and your family, and you know, I know you live in, you know in a nice place right there. I want you to go into the ghetto. And you will get your deliverance once you go to the ghetto. You're like, Oh. Yeah. I'm not going to the ghetto because you, you you're not used to that stuff because he said this he said isn't there other rivers that I could have dipped myself in because he was looking at the plushy rivers the ones that are more clean but the Jordan he's like there's muck and mess in there you know fish probably turned up you know in that water and stuff like he said I, I don't want to go there so then so then one of his servants said to neighbor he said listen if he would have told you to do some, some sorts of thing, wouldn't you have done it? He was like, well, yeah, I guess so. Because he left Elijah the first time, he left him angry and mad. Guess what? He was wasting time. So then, eventually he came, then he went to the Jordan River, dunked himself seven times, and boom, healed. Sometimes we waste so much time on trying to get an alternate way than what the way that has been made for you from God. That's a way been made for you to succeed in God. But you need a vision to get it. When you have, first, um, well, point number three, when you have no vision, you get hurt in the process. You always get hurt in the process when you have no vision, whether it's hurt feelings, Hurt physically, hurt spiritually. There's going to be some type of hurt when you don't have vision. Um, um, Jonah. Jonah is a is one example that came to me. Is is Jonah was hurt when he didn't have vision. Jonah. He got swallowed up by a whale. Listen, y'all. A whale. A big fish. <laughs> You know, God had told him to go one way, but he didn't have the vision to go where God told him to go. So then he got swallowed up by a situation. Of course, it wasted a whole bunch of time. You know, try, and it tested his faith and a whole bunch of stuff. And then guess what? He got spit up and everything. You know, but but guess what? Think about it. Is he got hurt in the process? He was. He was. Imagine you got swallowed by a fish. Wouldn't it hurt you a little bit? Yes, he was hurt in the process. So when he had no vision, he was hurt in the process. The thing about it is, he wouldn't have had to go through all that he went through if he would have just listened. Right? That's all he had to do was just listen from the beginning. He wouldn't have had to go. So some of this hurt that we've been going through is because we didn't listen. We We didn't have a vision to go where God told us to go and do what God told us to do. That's where hurt comes from. And number four, when you have no vision, you're a little fearful. Thank you, baby. Boy, I know this guy to be on a birthday today. Shoot. I like this, booba. <laughs> so, when you have no vision, you're fearful. Anybody remember Peter when he was on the boat? And he got a little Fearful. He said, I've seen a whole bunch of stuff going around me and, and, and then I begin to sink, you know, because he didn't have vision to go all the way. Because because you remember when I was taking Joseph that when when she let go of a vision, that's what he did. He stopped looking on God and he let go of the vision and was worried about the situation. Listen, you're going to go through obstacles When you have the vision of God, there are going to be obstacles in your way, but if you hold fast to the vision, you're going to make it to where God has designed for you to go. All right, in closing, how do we get a vision? We must do what Habakkuk did. The Bible says he prayed and he talked with God. Y'all waiting for some more, right? (laughs) that's all he did that's just a recipe he prayed and he talked with God that's it he prayed and talked with God he waited to hear what God had to say and then he wrote it down so in order to get you out of the funk you're in I'll leave you with these words pray talk with God wait to hear what God has to say and write it down. Then watch the words that were written come alive before your eyes. We need a vision. If you don't have one, you need to give and 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 God even pressed in my spirit. He says, Hey, because I didn't have a vision for two 2019. And God was like, You need to get your vision now, you know. So, of course, the word always hits you first. I was like, oh, shoot, I got to get my house in order. So I I began to write the vision for my family, for my business, for for this and that and that and that, you know. Now we can move forward. Without a vision, you can't move forward. And that's what God is is purposing to get into us on today. Without a vision, you cannot move forward. You're going to stay right where you are. When you have no vision. Come on, look at somebody else say say I say I need a vision. Need a vision. <laughs> and and look at somebody else say, All right, go on and get your vision now. Your vision. Everyone everyone on your feet. Every, every, everyone's standing. Everyone is standing.